do it. What's up, everyone? Thanks for coming back in the Unconventional Money Moves podcast. I got a real treat for us. Got Paul Getter, the internet marketing nerd, as he likes to call himself. Mm-hmm. And he is going to drop some knowledge bombs with us today. So happy to have Paul on. And uh, Paul, I was like looking through all your things on marketing and that's like one of the biggest things people get in the business is they don't realize how important marketing is to acquiring customers and things like that. So like what, what made you get into this marketing thing and becoming, you know, one of the leaders in the space that I'm seeing online? Well, first of all, Joshua, thank you very much for having me on this podcast privilege and honor to be here. Uh, you know, a lot of times people ask me the question, like, how did you decide to get into the entrepreneur space? How did you decide to get it, you know, become a marketer? I'm like, I have bills to pay, you know, so it wasn't like something intentional that like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be an internet marketer. When I was growing up as a kid, there was no internet. So, you know, there was never this plan. That's like, you know, growing up as a kid and saying, I want to be an astronaut before space shuttles were invented. So um, when I was a kid, there was no internet. Uh, so I think it was just one of those things that I was always somewhat, uh, interested in nerdy type stuff. Um, when the internet did come out, it was something that really intrigued me. And I was one of these old school people that was built building what we called bulletin board systems. Uh, so this is pre internet. It was the days that you had to have a dial up phone modem and, call up a bulletin board system. And I remember as a kid, like we, my brother and I, we would be going on to these bulletin board systems and mom would pick up the phone and she would hear all this noise. And of course on our computer, it'd mess everything up if someone jumped on the phone while we were on the internet. Uh, so, so I think it just kind of started out as a curiosity. And I, um, when the social media platforms initially launched. I was an early adopter. I was on Facebook relatively early. I was a beta tester for them and, um, you know, played around with their ads and kind of gave them feedback and consulting on it. I was playing around with Google ads at this time. Uh, Google ads was out before Facebook ads. And so when Facebook ads launched, I kind of had a, a good conceptual idea of running ads and, Facebook was reaching out to me like, like how, do, how do you know about this? I'm like, well, you know, it's very similar to Google ads. And so they started to um, invite me for beta testing and consulting and things like that. So you helped feed the beast per se. Uh, you, you can thank me or hate me for that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, well, it's like anything, you know. You're, right, right. Can't, can't there's, please everyone. Can't please yeah, everyone. There's some good, good and bad when it comes to that. But yeah, I, I kind of helped build the, um, the initial ads platform for Facebook. Gave feedback and, um, consulted in you know different things like that when it comes to Facebook ad platform. What did that look like in the beta phase? Because obviously now, uh, it's almost like if you go on social media, there's an ad every two swipes. Yeah. Well, so so it was interesting. It goes from there's no ads, then it was a third party um, ad platform, kind of like how Google, where you can buy ads on somebody else's website, uh, you know, and you can have your ads placed on somebody else's website. You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, and, like the Google AdWords. Yeah, like Google AdWords. So it's kind of like that initially that you would go to a third party that wasn't even part of Facebook and you would get placement on Facebook uh, social media site. And then so it was initially third party and then they began to transition into an in-house team and it, it was very basic and it was kind of like the wild, wild west because you could run any type of ad and there was i remember there was so much junk ads on um, facebook back then so i mean any people would put anything up on facebook ads and it would just run and then they began to correct that because you'd have people buying ads that were just horrible type ads uh then they corrected it and i some would say that they overcorrected it where it was very difficult to get anything onto Facebook ads platform and everything would get denied and stuff. And, uh, but it was cheap. It was very, very cheap traffic. I remember back in those days, I used to be able to get uh website clicks for a penny, which, you know, now today it's probably like the same click would cost you $2. So it was very cheap back in the day and a lot of opportunity to make money. Yeah. And I mean, in a world now where it seems like there are, are no more early adopters when it comes to social media because social media is here. Yeah. Uh, how, how have you helped people maybe get their voice heard? Because, I mean, that's the whole thing about marketing, right? You could have the best product. You could have right. the best service. But if no one knows who you are, you ain't going to have no customers. Right, right. I always tell people, don't be the best kept secret. You know what I mean? There are a lot of people that have amazing businesses, amazing services, amazing products, but nobody knows about it. Uh, so I think initially um, in this kind of entry level stage when I was doing marketing for other people, because um, initially I was doing marketing for myself, you know, for things that I was doing, maybe little local businesses. Uh, but it, it wasn't until a few years into it that I started actually, this is even before the phrase social media marketing agency had been coined. Like people didn't say social media marketing agency, but I found myself you know, I, I realized this would work for a pizza shop. This would work for an insurance agent, uh, you know, a real estate agent. This would work for any company. So uh, at that point, I began to find people that let's say they were doing marketing on radio or they were doing marketing on in the newspaper. And I would begin to reach out to them and tell them, hey, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for you to do ads that are trackable cheap traffic and we can convert them into buyers if you leverage some of that budget onto social media marketing. And so uh, again, it was very cheap back in the day and it was easy to get wins, easy to get leads. And when they saw it working, it was, you know, they would start to tell another person, another person. And next thing you know, I've got a bunch of clients and I was probably one of the first social media marketing agencies. Yeah, and I mean, now there's a ton of them. So, like, how do you? Every, every, everybody and their mom is a social media marketer now. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, how do you, how do you like maybe anyone that may be looking to start spending some cash on some yeah. marketing other than working with maybe, you know, someone's not at the level to start working with you because you've been in the game for a while? Like, what are things to look out for? Because uh, there could be some charlatans out there that don't know what they're doing and now. You spent five grand on a marketing budget and uh, you made 
negative five grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that happens too. Honestly, that happens. So the first thing that, uh, you know, just to kind of like, not paint all marketers as as negative, but it does happen. Um, but but sometimes the best marketer in the world won't be able to make you money because your product or service hasn't been validated. Um, so what I always tell people is number one, have proof of concept. Uh, I, I like to see people, you know, they, they've made 50,000, $100,000 on their product or service already uh, before they try to invest in spending money on ads. If your product or service is not good, marketing is not going to solve the problem. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, if you have a bad product or service, you do marketing, all it's going to do is tell more people, you know, you have a bad product or service. So you you want to have something that is tested, it is proven, it is validated, you know, the market wants it. And then basically what marketing does is it amplifies your message, your brand, what you're doing, it gets it out to more people. But I, I think, that, you know, avoiding the people that are not good at what they state they're doing. You know, it's simple things like validating testimonials um, to see who they've worked with, determining if they've worked with individuals similar to your product or service. I have people come to me all the time that they'll say, hey, will you help me in marketing? And I'm like, I have zero experience with that. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not your guy. I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make is saying yes to everybody. Um, so learning just to say no, like I have no experience. Like I might be able to figure it out. I but you know, I know somebody else that has more experience in this that can help you out. So, you know, you can have someone that's a good marketer, but if they don't have experience in your niche, in your industry, it doesn't always translate into uh success. Right. And like a lot of people feel that if they get one viral post, that's going to like change your life. However, yeah, when yeah. it comes to a viral post, it uh doesn't doesn't last as long as you would think it does. So it like, doesn't what, what's what's like the first step someone could take with their marketing journey to start getting some traction to amplify their message in the marketplace that you typically suggest to people. So, number one, put out content. You know, it's funny because I have people come to me. They're like, "Hey, we want you to help us out with marketing." I'm like, "Hey, send me your Instagram, send me your Facebook," and I and like they have two posts on there. I'm like, I have no idea what you do. You know, you're not putting out any content. So I think number one, get your organic strategy in place first. So get that organic content out there. Begin to build relationships with people. And believe me, it's not about the numbers. It's not about how many followers you have. But it's when someone comes to your page that there is a clear message, a clear brand, a clear mission on what you're doing. Because that is going to play a big role. So all of your digital assets, your your social media, your Facebook uh, your website, all of those things want to be, uh, you know, finely tuned before you start investing in marketing because people are going to look, I mean, even your Google searches, what people see when they Google investing in PR press, things like that, all of those things play a role in determining the failure or the success to your overall marketing strategy. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting started. And uh, yeah, yeah, pulling, yeah. Out, so pulling, it, out, pulling out this phone and being a 
a talking head to start out with. Yeah, just yeah. At least Make like content. Yeah. It I, I believe this. Um content that is average is a hundred times better than zero content. Sometimes people are paralyzed by perfection. Well, I don't have the cameras. I don't have the studio. I don't have that. Like you said, just pull out your camera, make some content, you know, uh, put together a content strategy. So people at least know what you're doing. Yeah, totally. Cause I mean, like you can be posting content and only getting like a couple of likes, but the amount of people that are actually seeing it is a lot more than like what is told based on the analytics. Right. It's it's actually yeah. quite surprising. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like what has been like you're starting at Facebook, you're on like their beta platform doing the advertising. So do you have any like I saw your page and I've seen some of the people that you worked with. There's some really good mm -hmm. names on there. And if you want to check Paul out, um, what was your Instagram again? It was like the marketing nerd. I, my, I my Instagram remember. is at Paul, just Paul. Yeah, so, just Paul. Yeah, it's just Paul. Yeah. So if 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 you look up um Paul on Instagram, you'll see my name is uh first up. So yeah, so I mean, um I think did you work with Grant Cardone? Is that one of the people We're, you've worked yeah, with? Yeah, I worked with Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez. Les Brown, A-list celebrities, Fortune 500 companies. Been blessed to work with a lot of amazing people. Yeah, I, I remember I was looking at like Grant Cardone's early stuff, and I was looking at, I was like, man, this is this is yeah. cheesy stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. he kept he just kept going. Like with working with someone like that, who obviously has like a good work ethic. Like, are you able to share like any like small small tips that you're able to provide them to help them? You know, obviously they're doing well, but like mm -hmm. the difference between doing well and being super successful could be like one little tweak where sure. someone like Paul could come in and be like, oh, like, you know, you just got to change this one thing and then boom, yeah. you're off to the races. Yeah. So we, we started working with Grant before most people even really knew who he was. He didn't really have a strong online presence. Uh, he was an amazing salesperson, uh, an amazing um, personal brand in his own right, but he really didn't have uh, a very strong online presence. Uh, he had products and services and courses and things like that, but it wasn't really reflected online. Um, so with Grant, we kind of helped build that online personal brand, help him in the initial growth. Uh, but uh, I, th I think what, what really... Um, is a catalyst for an individual's personal growth online. Um, like Russell would say, you're one funnel away. Um, so having one funnel that you can invest time, money, and resources in, for example, Grant's first funnel that we built for him was the Millionaire Booklet funnel, which we um, pushed out hundreds of thousands of those books. Well, the beauty of it is it's kind of a, a break-even funnel, um, you know, based on the amount of money that we would spend. Let's say we would spend $5,000 uh, on this funnel. We would break even and make about $5,000. In the marketing game, that is a huge win. Um, you may not be making any money, but you're building a list and you're getting your personal brand out there. So I'm kind of one of those, like if I have a, a funnel that is breaking even or sometimes even losing a little bit, that I'll put as much money as possible into that funnel because 
it's getting my name, my personal brand, my product, it's getting it out there in front of people. So as much money as I can put into it, uh, the better off I'll be. Totally. And if anyone doesn't know what a funnel is, it's essentially a landing page, attracts attention. And then the whole goal is to take someone from the 20 yard line when you get into the red zone, if you watch football and help the client or your prospect get to the end zone. Are funnels exactly. still the best? Or is there anything else out there that's like disrupting that market a little bit? Well, I, I think, you know, it's when it comes to marketing strategy, that's kind of like asking um, a personal trainer, what's the best diet? You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. based on your industry, your niche, um, what competition is doing and everything like that. Um, I've seen people make millions of dollars with no funnel at all. You know, that it's just yeah. done through social media DM messages. Uh, I've seen people that their entire business is based around um, funnels. So uh, so I think it kind of really depends on the industry, the niche. Uh, I think that... Funnels are are probably evolving where they have to be more intelligent. They have to be more engaging and they have to be more creative because the day of just making a simple landing page, opt-in and nothing else, uh, that's probably dying pretty quickly. So you kind of have to do something to differentiate yourself than, you know, the, the regular copy and paste type funnel. Yeah. 997. But if you do it now, it's free. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, that's. That, that's, that's that's one of those things that I've seen over the years that people they're like, ah, eh, I know this isn't a live webinar. You know what I mean? It's like everybody like live webinar. No, we know this is a pre-recording. Just tell us it's not live. You know, I'm trying to talk to you online. I know you're not responding. You know, we know this isn't live. We know that you don't have only three left. You know what I mean? <laughs> so these, these catchphrases that we um, often used in marketing over the years, people are aware now that these are just marketing ploys. So um, being intelligent about that and learning how to speak the language of your customer and the authenticity goes a lot further. Totally. And like you suggested, if you're looking to start a business, get in the business, first step, just get online, start posting, even if it's terrible. Now, in order to like enhance your brand from there, like you're posting consistently, you know, you're starting to like, people are recognizing like, oh, this, you know, if I need marketing, I got to call Paul. He's the first person I think of. What's like that next step someone takes? Is it like write a book? Is it just invest more in the marketing? I, I know it depends a little bit, but I mean, there's, there, I'm sure you see a lot of overlap with the yeah, so, you know, so, people so you work I, with. I, I think that there's um probably um a few key variables that separate you know, the average person to the authority in their industry. And um, a lot of that comes down to the the brand recognition that people have. Uh, I've heard it put this way. It's not always the best that wins, but it's the best known. A lot of times people are the best kept secret. Uh, so being known, being present, being out there, whether it's digitally or physically is so important because people, as much as individuals talk about AI, what AI can do, there is still such a value and importance of having real tangible relationships with people. I always say relationships are more important than revenue. If you're just trying to chase the money, you're going to lose every time. But when you place rev uh, relationships before revenue 
or um, you know th- that uh, impact over income. Having a a business that is based around that will always go much further than just trying to make the money, trying to get the next client. So be real, um, establish authentic relationships with people, and you will surface to the top. Gotcha. And I mean, so how does someone start to track those people in? Because I mean, you could post every, you know, there's people posting every day. There's people... You know, I see people building roofs. I see construction workers. They're working hard, but they're not yeah. like, you know, really getting ahead in life. So how how is it someone can like be putting in the effort, but maybe they need to start thinking a little bit smarter like you? Yeah. So so I, I think, um, again, I there's this challenge of like, okay, the more people that I have follow me, the more I'm the leader and stuff. That's not always the case. I think that there's many uh top authorities in the industry that when you look at their following, it is not necessarily reflective of their authority and their credibility. So I think when it comes down to it, the results you get, (laughs) the results that you get for a person is going to speak much louder than the following that you have, the recognition. If you can get people definitive, consistent results that they are looking for, you can solve their problems, then you you will be the go-to person. You will be the go-to person because there's so many people that it's just like, oh yeah, we'll help you out. But there's no real definitive results that can be measured. So I, I think that holding marketers to a, a standard and keeping them accountable to res- be results-driven Granted, there are some marketing campaigns that a person is just like, hey, I want to get uh, more eyeballs on my product. It's not ne- necessarily measured on how much money I make or whatever. Um, that's different. But I think that there needs to be an accountability on getting results. Mm-hmm. And the real results could be different. Like you said, maybe you're just looking for more eyeballs, not yeah, exactly more eyeballs, sales maybe to more start yeah. build, building yeah. up your, uh, your reputation. And then- yeah. Once the reputation's built and the trust is built, then you could start to, you know. Yeah. So, so for that, that person bit. wanting to wanting to like grow their personal brand out there, I'll tell you what it comes down to. It's the person that can spend the most money. I mean, as brutally honest as it can be, it's the person that can spend the most money in their personal brand. Because yes, you can grow organically. And just kind of somehow, you know, get a viral video or something like that and grow organically. But that's the slow way. But if you've got money that you can put behind your content and stuff and you can just invest in that, the person that can spend the most will win. Uh, I've, I've worked with clients where it's like, I'll tell them, I'm like, hey, this funnel isn't making very much money. You're losing money. And they'll say, I don't care how much money it's making. I just want you to spend more money on ads because they recognize if they spend more money on ads, their videos, their content, their funnel is out there in front of more people. And in the end, it might be two years, three years, five years, who knows that those eyeballs can be converted into uh, sales. Is that how Apple outperformed Microsoft? Just I sheer think, marketing? Yeah, sure. Well, I can, I can tell you guys like Grant Cardone, you know, they're like, 
don't, don't discount the fact that before they came online, they were successful entrepreneurs. They were successful business leaders. They were making money. You know, so it, it wasn't like they popped online like, oh, I'm making money online now. It wasn't like that. They were successful entrepreneurs, business leaders and uh, CEOs before they came online. So they had a healthy budget that they could invest into their marketing. Gotcha. So these people that we're seeing, like you mentioned, Grant Cardone, uh, I believe you mentioned Ty Lopez. They already right. had like a they had a moat around their business yeah, already. Yeah, they were making money. They were making money. They were successful leaders, successful in their industry. It's just you didn't know about them until they came online. Uh, they were speakers. They were entrepreneurs. They were business owners. But when you when they came online, they had this business that was making money. So they were willing to take their profits and invest that into online. And I mean- so they just didn't build their personal brand. Is that is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, I, I well, I have you have to recognize that, you know, just ten years ago there wasn't a whole lot of individuals that had a personal brand online. Now it's like a, such a catchphrase, but ten years ago people that had personal brands were celebrities. They were athletes. And, you know, it wasn't until the uh, this influencer era where anybody could get on TikTok, YouTube, or whatever, put their content out there that they could become personal brands. Uh, but prior to that, you had to go to Hollywood. You have to be a, I don't know, a radio DJ or, you know, a sports athlete. Personal brands were limited to a few amount of people. So we're living in exciting times where basically anybody with a cell phone can build their own personal brand. Yeah, so the whole the whole playing field has been leveled a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could be exciting. a stay at home. Yeah, you could be a stay at home mom and pull yeah. out the phone and you attract other moms and before you could yeah. have a multi million dollar business versus before absolutely. without the technology. Yeah, uh, yeah, that wasn't the case. So no, no, no TV studio, you know, no radio station, nothing like that. It's just yeah, with your phone. Yeah, I mean, I just have one light. I got a microphone, a camera, yeah, yeah. and an Instagram. I messaged Paul and here we are. Man, I, I tell you what, when I was growing up as a kid, I wanted to be a radio DJ. It was like, I remember listening to the guy on the radio and stuff. And it was like, back when I was a kid, the radio DJ, he was on the billboards as you drove down the road. He was like the, the town celebrity. Now, like you said, anybody with a microphone, a camera can start their own radio station. We call them podcasts now, but you can have just as many listeners as the the local radio dj in any given town now yeah you got a good radio voice did you practice as a in your room by yourself a I, little of bit? course i did this is paul getter wdgg you know <laughs> i did that yeah yeah up next <laughs> yeah because that's interesting if you're um and i think that's why howard stern went satellite is because yeah he could reach a broader audience because he was limited on the radio versus right. a podcast. I post it, you know, someone in all the way in California, all the way to, any you know, country, China any could see in it. the world. Yeah. 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 So it's all about, uh, not putting limits on your audience or where someone could possibly find you. Yeah. Cause you, uh, you never know where that next opportunity might be. Exactly. Exactly. So, with that, I mean, you did mention AI a couple of times. Like, what's that looking like? Or 
man I, I, i'm gonna have, good, I'm gonna have to let you, yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to let you in on a secret right now this is not really paul this is artificial intelligence you know i sent my ai bot here to this podcast and Artificial intelligence <laughs> is doing this part. I think that there's probably in the future that could be possible. Don't you think that you could train an AI bot to have the same gestures and, and everything like that, that you go like, hey, I want to set up a podcast with you. I'm like, yeah, sure. And you don't know if it's me or my AI doing the podcast with you. Uh, no, I, th I think this, as I mentioned before, Artificial intelligence, I, I, I see this a lot of times when a new technology, a new platform, a new algorithm, something like that comes out um, in marketing that sometimes people get fearful. Oh, it's going to take my job. Oh, it's going to do this. We're not going to be able to do this. And it just makes people nervous. I think what it does is it makes uh, good marketers better and it makes bad marketers obsolete. Um, because they will be replaced by AI, but it makes good marketers better. So we, we've we learned how to utilize AI, simplify things and get it done faster. Um, so it, it helps out. I, I think that there will always be in, and maybe now more than ever, there will be an important um, need to have that personal touch to connect with people, to shake hands, to rub shoulders, to have face-to-face -face conversations because AI will evolve so quickly that a lot of the things that we take for granted will be done by AI, but there still needs to be this human connection. There still needs to be this emotional um, connection that takes place. And so I think all the more reason why individuals should invest in their personal brand is because people will always want to be connected with people. I think that there will probably be individuals that are like, oh, you know, I'll have AI do it because it's cheaper. But, uh, you know, just like some people are like, oh, you know, I'll have it made in China because it's cheaper. But there, there always be the people like, USA only, you know, I'm buy it only. In the so I think that you'll probably see something like that happen in the future that some people are like, oh, I'll have AI do it because it's cheaper for me and everything like that. But there'll still be people like, look, I want to work with a person. I, I, I want to I see the soul of this, this person, not some AI. Uh, so I think it's, it's really, really important that individuals start to build out a plan where they can build, especially business leaders, build their own personal brand. Yeah. And I feel like it's all about balance. So mm -hmm. like you can use chat GPT to help you with like maybe a blog post or a social media post or something like that. But you still have to, a person still has to input the information in order yeah. to get the result that you're looking for. So if you're just getting started and you learn to use those tools that can help you save money while you're getting started. But then eventually, you know, you're going to have to yeah. hire a team in order to get you to where you actually want to go. If you're looking to play it, at a big level sure sure yeah so with that paul appreciate you coming on the unconventional money moves podcast do you have any uh big projects or anything you got coming up that people could check out I, i'm 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 always busy traveling different masterminds seminars and things like that around the world i'll tell you what i do have a a book 
um, that people can get free for online. Um, if, if you visit my Instagram, you'll see that my faith is a big part of who I am. And so I put together a book. It's called Solomon Success Code. And it's basically, it's the book of Proverbs in the Bible, 31 chapters. Each chapter is a, a daily devotional and it's for business leaders, it's for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and people can get a free copy of that. All they have to do is go to nerdpaul.com, enter in your information, and we'll make sure you get a free digital copy of that book. Awesome, Paul. Appreciate having you on, and we'll see everyone Thanks next lot, time. Man. Bye, guys.